Hi, I'm Ryan McAdam, and you're listening to the Bedtime Story Podcast. I love you, now go to sleep. These are bedtime stories I tell my kids, usually made up on the fly. The stories are about the adventures of a magical pink winged unicorn named Astro, who was made up by my daughter. I hope you enjoy them. We have fun making them. If you like the podcast, be sure to give it a rating wherever you're listening. And with that, let's begin. It was a beautiful morning in the octopod. They were in shallow water, so it was very bright all around. The fish became active as they went about looking for their breakfast. Crabs wandered back and forth along the rocks and the coral reef. All the aquanauts were enjoying some downtime. They didn't have a mission at the moment, so they were each pursuing their own individual hobbies. The Vegemoles were all practicing making a new cake and a new kind of fish biscuit. Dashi was developing photos, trying to determine which was her best from the most recent adventures. Quasi had his sword out and was doing sword play with the, uh, with the practice karate dummy in his room. Peso was reading a good book about a funny penguin family that decided to live on the sunny beaches of California instead of in Antarctica. Shellington Well, his hobby was also his work. He just read more and more of his books on what different animals were. Professor Inkling had decided to write his first novel and was ten pages in. Tweak was practicing her different machine hobbies. She was trying to make a robot that would chop carrots and make carrot stew. Captain Barnacle, well, he loved his music, so he would play his accordion. He would pull the accordion. It's true. He got out his accordion, put it around his hands, and pulled his arms apart and pushed them back in. The accordion made a <coughs> sound. Ah, that's good, he said. He began to play an accordion song. <coughs> Still need some practice, he said. He continued to play the accordion, and everyone on the octopod could hear him. And everyone lost focus on what they were doing, because the sound that he was making may have been music to him, but it was a horrible sound to everybody else. Blimey, said Quasi. That instrument just sounds so horrid. But the captain loves it so much, it was given to him by his great-granddad. <laughs> The captain continued to play. All of a sudden, as he continued to play, the octo-alert sounded. Captain said, octo-alert, I need to get to HQ. He put down his favorite instrument that was given to him by his granddad, and he jumped into the tube outside his room. He slid through the tunnels until he came up to HQ. All the other aquanauts were there as well. Octonauts report. Tweak was at the console. And she said, Captain, we got a strange signal on an island, really close by. Something big fell out of the sky and hit the ground really, really hard. It made a big crater, and it tripped all our octonaut alerts. Captain Barnacle said, Hmm, is there any danger? Tweak said, I don't think so. I think it's on a deserted island. And the island's pretty big with lots of trees and things, but there's no animals that really live there that got hurt. Peso said, I wonder what fell out of the sky. It might be a, an alien asteroid. Quasi. What did I say? 
Wazzy, he talks like Mom. Peso doesn't talk like that. Quasi does. Oh, uh, sorry. Quasi said, Captain, I wonder what it was that fell out of the sky. We should go invest it. Maybe it's an alien spacecraft. Well, an alien spacecraft? That sounds scary, said Peso. I said Quasi. That's why we should go. Captain Barnacle said, I doubt it's an alien spacecraft, Quasi, but you're right. We should check it out. We are the Octonauts. Explore and protect. Octonauts to the Gups. The Octonauts all got into the Gups. Except most of them stayed behind. Shellington stayed behind. Professor Inkling stayed behind. Tweak stayed behind. All to take care of the ship, along with the Vegemals. So the only... That's right. The Barnacles... The only people that came were Captain Barnacles, Peso, Quasi, and Dashy. Yep. <laughs> they took they were a. In the gup. That's right. That's the biggest gup ever. That's right. They were in the Gup X. They left the octopod and headed towards the signal they had seen, where the impact had occurred. I'm really excited to see this, Captain. It might be a new, a, a crazy meteor of some kind, or it's an alien being," said. Peso. Whatever it may be, said the captain, we shall find out. Dashi, take lots of good pictures while you're there. We need to document the whole experience. Aye, aye, captain. Dashi took pictures of the crew and the guppy. She took pictures of where they were going. She took pictures of everything. It wasn't long before they reached the shore of the deserted island. The gup came out of the water and parked right on the beach, and the octonauts all jumped out. All right, which way do we go? Dashie said, Captain, according to this readout, we need to go that way. They followed Dashie as she led the way to the crash site where this asteroid had struck. They had to go through tall weeds and big trees, but they came to a clearing. Not a natural clearing, but a clearing that was made by something that had fallen out of the sky. All the trees had been knocked over and burnt up, and there was a big clearing where this big thing had landed. They couldn't see what it was because it was still hot. Steam was coming out of the ground, and the sand was still red hot in some areas. I can't tell what it is, said Quasi. We have to let it cool down first, said Captain Barnacle. Everybody, get your fan. They each pulled out a paper fan, stood in front of this big object, and started to fan it down with their fans. All four of them fluttered their fans as fast as they could until the steam came off the object. Oh, it's not even a rock, said Peso. What is it? I don't know, said Quasi. It's smooth and round and metallic. It's definitely not a stone. Dashie took several pictures of it. I've never seen anything like this, said Dashie. Captain Barnacle said, Hmm, you're right. This isn't recognizable at all. It almost looks made. And yet it's completely smooth, and I don't see any seams. It seems to be one solid piece of metal. Quasi walked up to it. He could see his reflection in the metal, vaguely. I wonder, he said. He placed a paw on it. Captain Barnacle said, Quasi, no, what are you doing? It's too hot. Quasi turned to the captain and said, Captain, everything around us is super hot, but this is really cool. I don't feel any heat coming from it at all. All the aquanauts walked up to the object, each putting a paw or a flipper on it. You're right. It is cool. In fact, it's quite cold. How interesting. Peso said, Aye, that's so strange. Because it came out of the atmosphere, it should be burning hot like everything else. 
But it's not, said Captain Peso, which means it's not like everything else. While Captain Peso was talking, all of a sudden they heard a noise from inside the machine. They heard a sound go, Back up, back up, said the captain. They all backed away. This thing, which had laid on the ground, which was kind of a sphere from their perspective, seemed to sit up. It wasn't a sphere at all, but more of an egg shape. And then, despite the fact that it had no visible seams, it opened, and it seemed to open as if it were folding open uh, one half of an egg to another half of an egg. And then, in the center of this thing was something they had not been expecting at all. All of them said, Ooh! As the egg opened up, steam came out. Flashing lights were everywhere. And then, the thing that was in it was revealed. What is that? said Captain Barnacles. Is, is that what I think it is? I don't know, Captain. It looks like it, but, but why would it be? Peso said. And then Quasi said, oh, It's a pair of pink pajama pants. Dashi took a picture. Indeed, it was a pink pair of pink pajama pants with star shapes on them. They were fluffy and soft, and they were on display in the center of this strange egg. I don't know what to think of this, said Captain Barnacle. Nobody go near it. We don't quite know what it is. And Quasi said, but Captain, it's a pair of pink pajama pants. It's just a pair of pajama pants. But Peso said, but how did it get here? Why did it fall out of the sky? Captain Barnacle clicked the button on his collar and said, Octonauts, we have made contact with the fallen object. It appears to be some sort of metallic casing, and inside it is a pair of... He looked back over his shoulder and then said, Pajama pants! Quasi, why are you wearing those pajama pants? Quasi had climbed up into the egg and put on the pajama pants. He was wearing these pink pajama pants, and he was looking at them and saying... Captain, they're gorgeous. I love them. I love the pink soft fur. I love the star patterns. Dashi said, but Quasi, you don't know where they came from. Those aren't from a store. Those are from outer space. Quasi said, they're amazing. He gave a little jump, but something happened. As he jumped and landed, and it was just a small jump, nothing big, he jumped again, and he jumped again, and he jumped again. Peso said, Quasi, why are you jumping? And then Peso said, Huh, me hearty, I'm not jumping at all. The pants seem to be jumping. Captain Barnacle said, What do you mean the pants are jumping? Quasi began to move off the platform and onto the ground. He continued to jump. Just little jumps, but jumps nonetheless. Captain, the pants seem to be jumping on their own. I'm not doing anything. Dashy took a picture. Captain Barnacle rolled his eyes and went back to his intercom. He said to the octopod, We found a pair of pink pajama pants. Quasi has taken it upon himself to try them on and start to explore their uses. Dashy said, Captain, I think we have a problem. What's that, Dashy? Well, look at Quasi. Captain looked back at Quasi. He's jumping. Yeah, Captain, he's jumping, but he's getting higher. The captain looked at Quasi again. His jumps were still relatively small, but they were a bit higher. Peso said, he is. Each time he jumps, he gets a little bit higher. The pajama pants continued to jump and jump and jump. Quasi said, Captain, I can't get out of these things. They're tight around me waist. They seem to be holding me in, and they keep jumping. 
He jumped and jumped, and he started getting higher and higher. Each time he jumped now, he was about as tall as Peso was. Not very high, but a lot higher than he had started out. Oh dear, said Captain Peso. I think we have a problem. We need to communicate with Professor Inthing. Sorry, Captain Barnacle said. We need to contact Professor Inkling. He contacted Professor Inkling, and Professor Inkling said, Professor Inkling here, what can I do for you? Captain Barnacle said, We have a problem, Professor Inkling. Peso has tried on a pair of alien pajama pants, and now... Sorry, Quasi. Quasi has tried on a pair of pink pajama alien pants, and he's jumping, and he can't seem to stop. Professor Inkling said, How high is he jumping? The captain said, he's about a little higher, he's higher than Peso, he's almost to my height than his jump, and he's getting higher. Captain Inkling said, how strange, I've never heard a pair of pajama pants do such a thing. Neither have I, said Peso, or I said Captain Barnacle. What do you recommend? Professor Inkling said, I recommend we make him stop jumping, can you catch him? Good idea, said Captain Barnacle, we'll try. Quasi wasn't jumping too high, so Dashie thought she would try and stop him from jumping in the air. She walked right up next to him, and as he came down from a jump, she put her arms around his waist and tried to stop him. But the moment she did that, the pants jumped even higher. She was thrown into the air, and she landed off in the bushes, and she rolled and said, Ow! And she hurt her knees when she fell. She was cut up, and she said, Captain, I got hurt, and I just made her pants jump even higher. Captain Barnacle said, let me try. He went over, and as Quasi came down from a big jump, he grabbed onto Quasi around the waist and around his pants. But the pants didn't like it. They jumped even higher and pushed the captain way far away. He landed up against a tree and then fell on the ground. He pushed himself to his hands and said, Ugh, every time we try and stop the pants, they jump even higher. Yeah, he got hurt. He did get hurt. Captain said, Peso, don't go near the pants. Peso said, Oh, Captain, I won't. Let me take care of you both. Peso went over to the captain, bandaged his wounds, then went over to Dashi and bandaged her knees. They both walked up. Now Quasi was jumping as high as the Gup X. Captain, I'm getting too high, and I can't get these things to stop bouncing. What are we going to do? Captain Barnacle called to Professor Ingling once again. He said, We can't seem to slow him down. Every time we touch the pants, they seem to jump higher and higher. Professor Inkling said, Hmm, we need something that'll catch the pants and also turn off its bounce. What do you recommend? I think we need to go see a magic spider in the dark forest. Magic spider in the dark forest? It's the only way, Captain. The magic spiders have webs that are very sticky, so sticky, in fact, that they can hold on to just about anything. And... Their special webs also take away bounce and potential energy from anything that's moving. Captain Monocle said, If that's what we need to do, we need to do it soon. By the time we get the web and get back here, Quasi will be jumping so high, we may lose him. Captain Monocle said, Dashie, you need to stay with Quasi and make sure he doesn't bounce too far away. I'll do what I can, Captain. She took a picture of Quasi. Quasi was bouncing even higher now, his special pink pajama pants. Peso, come with me. Captain Barnacle and Peso went to the Gubex and got coordinates from Professor Inkling on where to go to go to find the spider in the Black Forest. They came to the edge of the Black Forest. P- 
Peso looked in. Captain, it looks really scary in there. Captain Barnacle said, It does look scary, Peso, but we need to help our friend. Okay, said Peso. He held out his flipper. Captain Barnacle held out his paw. They walked into the black forest, hand in paw, or paw in flipper. They had to travel some distance. The forest got darker. It changed its smell as well. It no longer smelt like grass and trees, but dank, decaying vegetation. They had to climb up a bit of a hill until they came down into a depression in the earth where large, old trees were living. And these trees didn't have leaves, but were covered in cobwebs, spider webs of all kinds. They came to the trunk of a tree. There was an opening in the tree, covered in cobwebs. Captain Barnacle said, This is the place described by Professor Inkling. Stay behind me, Peso. These spiders can be dangerous. Captain Barnacle said, Hello, is anyone there? He waited. He heard nothing except the echo of his voice. Hello, this is Captain Barnacles. I demand if anyone is present, come out now. They waited. Nothing happened at first, but then he heard the sounds of trees moving. The branches ached and irked and cracked and wheezed as they began to move under the weight of spiders. The spiders began to approach. They began to approach from the trees above and from the ground below. But they didn't come up to the two. Peso said, Oh, Captain, there's spiders everywhere. Don't let them get us, Captain Barnacle said. Steady, Peso, steady. From the trunk of the tree, they saw eyes, many eyes, each one opening and blinking, glowing red. But each of these eyes actually belonged to one creature as a massive spider came out of the trunk of the tree, pulling at its own webs as it came through. Its big, sharp, hairy legs made divots in the ground as it dragged its big body behind it. It had large, teeth-like fangs, almost like little hands on the side of its face that went... <sniffs> Captain Monocle said, Stop right there! The spider said, Who are you? Captain Barnacle said, I am Captain Barnacles of the Aquanauts, and this is Peso. We are in need of your web to help a friend. Will you please give us some of your web? The spiders all went, <laughs> All the little spiders in the trees and the ground laughed too in a higher-pitched squeal. Peso went, Oh, they're going to eat us. Captain Barnacle said, Not today they're not, Peso. Watch, you still see. The spider looked doing a turn, walked around his tree, looking at all the other spiders, and said, Why should we give you a web? What can you give us in return? Captain Peso said, What do you want? The spider said, Give us the penguin, and you can have the web. Peso said, No, I know. The spider said, The penguin looks tasty. We will eat him and give you the web. Captain Barnacle said, You will not eat my penguin friend. The spider then said, You have nothing to give us, and we will eat you. Captain Barnacle said, I have something you might like. 
From a pouch he had been carrying the whole time, he pulled out something that Peso didn't expect. It was his accordion. He said, what do you think of this? He pulled his arms apart and squeezed them together, and the accordion went, <laughs> All the spiders went, That sound hurts us. Stop making it. Captain Barnacle says, oh, yes. And he went, <laughs> on his accordion. And all the spiders went, <laughs> Captain Barnacle said, here's the deal, spider. Give me only a little bit of your web. I don't need much. And we will go. And you will not have to endure the sound anymore. The spider took a moment to think, each of his eyes blinking and fluttering. But he only thought for a moment before he realized it wasn't worth the risk. The sound coming from Barnacle's accordion was so bad he didn't want to hear it again. He said, Take it! And from his mouth he spat a ball of gooey webby web. Peso said, Oh, Captain, don't touch it. It's so sticky. If it touches you, you won't be able to get rid of it. Here, let me use these special sticky-resistant bandages. He, Peso bandaged up the ball of goo, so they could carry it without it sticking to them. Captain Barnacle said, Thank you so much for the web, and if any of you try to follow us... <laughs> he played his accordion one more time, and all the spiders went... <laughs> Peso and Captain Barnacle left. They had to hurry now. They had been gone a long time, and Quasi was jumping who knows how high. They hurried back to the island, and there they saw Dashi, but they didn't see Quasi at all. Quasi was gone. <gasps> Dashi, where is Quasi? Dashi was looking up. She said, he'll be here in about three seconds. They waited. One, two, and as they counted, they heard someone yelling from the sky. It was Quasi, and he sounded like this. Ah, Quasi was jumping so high that they couldn't see him anymore every time he jumped. He was so high in the air, he disappeared. Captain Barnacle said, how long does it take him to get back to the ground? Dashi said, it takes about two and a half minutes for him to come back to the ground. Peso said, oh my word, that is so high. Dashi said, and he's still getting higher. He doesn't seem to be slowing down at all. Do you have the web? Captain Barnacle said, we have it. We need to get it set up before he hits the ground again. Peso! Peso took the ball and put it right under where Quasi would land. He unwrapped it, and then he said, everybody grab a stick. The four of them, the three of them grabbed a stick, each poking the ball. The ball immediately stuck to the sticks. They pulled it out until it became a big web, and then wrapped it around three trees. It made a perfect spider's web. All right, I hope this works. Here he comes. They could hear Peso in the sky. I'm sorry, they could hear Quasi in the sky. Here he comes. Peso came out of the sky so fast. And then he was sorry, Quasi came out of the sky so fast. And then as he dropped, he dropped, he dropped, he dropped, and right in the center of the web. The web was strong and it did absorb bounce. But Quasi had so much bounce, it couldn't stop at all right then. Quasi went, Poosh! he went up into the sky, and the web went with him.
it was attached to the trees all around him. The trees strained under the incredible stretchy strength of the web. They all bent in, but the web didn't let go. It was stuck on Quasi, and even though he was high in the air, it pulled him back down. It pulled him down with great force, and he went... On the ground until he was so dizzy he couldn't say anything. He said, Captain, have I stopped? And Captain Monocle said, Yes, Quasi, you've stopped bouncing. Oh, thank you, Captain. Me hearties, I'm so happy you stopped me. I couldn't do anything. I was jumping so high, I could barely breathe. There was no air up there that high, and it was so scary being so high in the sky. He was about to touch the web when Peso said, Quasi, don't touch the web. If you touch it, you'll be stuck forever. Quasi held back his pan hands. The only thing that was touching the web right now was the pants. Captain Monocle said, Quasi, can you get out and jump? Quasi pulled himself out of the pants but didn't touch the web and jumped. Captain Barnacle grabbed him and set him on the ground. He was safe. Quasi said, My hearties, thank you so much. Thank you for saving me, Peso, Captain. Thank you for getting this web. Dashy, thank you for staying with me the whole time. Just as he was speaking, something happened. The sky turned purple, and lights came out from everywhere, and the sun went black before them. Something had appeared and was floating in the air right above them. It was big and circular, with pot lights all over. The center of it opened up, and green light shone down. Green light showed right next to the aquanauts. An alien came out. His long, slender frame was easily seen under a bulbous, huge head, big eyes and a tiny mouth. He came down, and the first thing he said was, Eh, I still have my pants. Those are my pink, jumpy pants. I'd like them back, please. He took a big old ray gun out from who knows where and pointed it at his pants. It shot rings of blue light that surrounded the pants and pulled them free of the spiderwebs. The spiderwebs did nothing. The blue light somehow got the pants. He pulled them into himself and said, Those are my super jumpy pants. I love them. Thank you for keeping them safe. He then went up into his spaceship and he disappeared. All the aquanauts were stunned. They had just seen an alien. They all looked at one another, and then finally Quasi said to the captain, Captain, don't ever let me wear pink pants ever again. Captain Peso said, That's a promise, Quasi. That's a promise. The End Hi, I'm Ryan McAdam, and you're listening to the Bedtime Story Podcast, I Love You, Now Go to Sleep. These are bedtime stories I tell my kids, usually made up on the fly, so yeah, they can be structurally kind of rough. The stories are about the adventures of a magical pink winged unicorn named Astro, who was made up by my daughter. To be fair, Astro's not always in the stories. Many of these adventures feature just my kids' favorite cartoon characters from whatever cartoon they are watching at the moment, but Astro was the genesis for these bedtime stories and this podcast. I record these stories on my phone in my kids' room, and it's common to have my daughters interject during the story to make sure the plot is going in their approved direction. Sometimes the stories are long and sometimes short. Sometimes I get really into the stories, and sometimes 
it's just been a long day. Sometimes these stories get rowdy, and sometimes these stories can even be a bit scary. Though I do my best to keep things on the up and up with my five-year-old and her younger sisters. I hope you enjoy them. We have fun making them, usually. If you like the podcast, be sure to give it a rating wherever you're listening. And with that, let's begin.